Hey everybody and welcome back to The Gregory Show. I'm your host as always, Gregory, and here you know what we do. We talk about random things, random topics, random subjects, and today is no different, so don't expect a format change. You know what I do. It is a wonderful Saturday night in February. I hope you all have enjoyed your first couple of days of February. And if you're in the Midwest, uh, and you're most likely doing the same thing as I am, which is hoping spring comes soon. I actually used my snowblower this morning, so that was some bullshit. But um, I'm optimistic. I'm optimistic. Um, my pool's out there. I get to look at it every day. It's frozen over like the tundra, kind of like the day after tomorrow, the movie, if you've seen that. Uh, you know, everything was nice and wonderful, but now it's all covered in ice. So, hey, but let's not get caught up in the weather. Let's get caught up in today's stuff. What we're going to do, we're going to have some fun and the things we're going to talk about. So, without further ado, let's get started, folks. The fun thing that I'm doing here today, um, I want to share some things with you. Uh, I, I've kind of added some general topics and topics to the show to kind of give you a, a little bit of a structure. Oh, it's so hard for me to do. It's a structure. I didn't want to do structure, but I feel I have to do structure just to give myself and you guys something to look forward to. And, uh, you know, I'm going to give you some things. You know, uh, I'm going to give you some story from the Internet. And I've added a new topic as well called, uh, well, not things from the Internet. Let me correct that. Uh, recent stories, quirky, weird, unknown, or relatively unknown, unheard of stories. Things that really happened. You didn't hear about that shit, but this is real. Um, added a topic for that. So, uh, topic for that. I've also had a topic for uh, things that I've learned this week. I think that we all should learn something every day that we walk this earth, good, bad, or neutral. You should make it a point of yours to enhance your uh, human experience <laughs> by learning something new. So those are two little topic topics I've added. Then I'll just go in from there to my main topic. So hopefully this works for you guys. Uh, more importantly, I hope it works for me because I need to be happy. So, without further ado, let's jump right into it. Like I said, it's a Saturday night and um, I'm at home. I'm not out. I don't have any plans to go out. If you're listening to this on a Saturday night, we have something in common. We'll be each other's date. Uh, I'm not picking up the bill, though. So, <laughs> let's get it jumping. So, right off the bat, I want to share with you guys the story I came across on the internet the other day. I didn't think it was true, but apparently this shit is true. Uh, and I did some more research into it and found out the true deviousness behind it. Apparently, there's this couple, okay? All right, this couple, boyfriend and girlfriend in California, who were charged with drugging and, and sexually assaulting up to a thousand women. This is a heterosexual couple, male and female, man and a woman. Who were swingers by their own admittance? They were swingers, and um, someone said that hey, these dudes are out here. This couple, these these folks are here drugging women and having their way with them—a horrible, unspeakable act. However, as I dug into this a little further and read another article or two about it, it seems that this person was uh, set up. Uh, it appears the DA. In, a, in an effort to um, bolster his chances of winning an election, or winning, uh, what, what was it? What was it here? Let me find this. I'm looking at the article right now. Okay, he acclaimed. Let me read the part of the season. This is on the Daily Beast now, but I actually saw it on CNN yesterday and MSN. So this is a legit story. So, 
Let's see. Uh, this is the California prosecutor dropping all prosecutor dropping all charges against a doctor. He was a doctor, and his girlfriend, who was a teacher, in uh, that his predecessor. So the preceding DA manufactured allegations that the couple drugged and sexually assaulted a thousand women. A thousand women. Holy shit! One thousand. These dudes are in their thirties. A thousand. I don't think I've actually met a thousand women to drug a thousand women. You got to really put some work in. What the fuck? So it's a stunning turn of events where all, case, all charges were dropped, okay? <laughs> so they're claiming back in 2018. This is going for over a year and a half, right? For a year and a half of their lives, they've been uh, haunted with this bullshit, apparently. Uh, claiming they have uh, incriminating videos. You know, the DA, the former DA was saying, we got uh, dozens and thousands of videos that incriminate this couple. I'm telling you, they're, they're fucking horrible. All right, though. Now, a few months later, he was out of office and replaced by a current DA, who eventually ordered a new investigation, all right? <sighs> Prior district attorney and his chief of staff manufactured this case and repeatedly misstated the evidence to lead the public and vulnerable women to believe that these two individuals plied up to 1,000 women with drugs and alcohol in order to sexually assault them. And videotape the assaults, because if you're going to commit a crime, yeah, record that shit so people can find it. So, well, apparently this dude lied. And I'm finding this actually here. Um, let's see, where does it say here? Hold on a minute. Okay, they claim that the former DA inflated the allegations, hoping that media attention would buoy his re-election effort. And last June, unsealed transcripts of a deposition showed the ex-prosecutor thought the publicity would help him. Listen, people. Listen. There are many ways to get elected. I totally understand the payoffs. I get it. It's been done for years. Cool. But when you fuck around and talk about you're going to destroy two people's lives, innocent people who are here swinging, having sex with multiple people, living their life, their best life. Anything that shit was going to happen to them. And here out of nowhere... Someone says that the things they've been doing that are totally consensual and legal are not legal and also destroying their lives in the process for all personal gain. This is fucking wrong and it's horrible. Now, I still need to read through the rest of this. I don't know what's going to happen to this dude because he should be brought up on charges and suspend some time in prison. Look, um, I once had a friend lie on me to a girl I liked said something weird I forget what it was something about I had a girlfriend and I was only trying to whatever whatever, whatever. but she didn't like me after that even, though she, even after she found it was a lie because he liked her she didn't really like me after that destroyed my reputation that was just in high school I imagine at 32 years old someone said that I did something wrong or you think about it think about the impact on your life if someone lied to you for their own personal gain lied on you for their own personal gain that's fucking ridiculous okay it's unnecessary but it happens and it happened here so i hope he falls his ass up under the jail and um the only election he wins is uh i'm not gonna say it. <laughs> it's too fucked up to say sitting his ass in jail it's fucked up so uh you guys check the story out just google uh just like i did california i, I, I should put the keyword i'll put it here uh, California couple cleared of drugging swingers. California case, doctor. 
He's a doctor. So you know, I, I'm not fucking teaching people how to Google. If you don't know how to Google, don't read the fucking article. You don't need to be on the internet. So, lesson learned. Don't lie for a job, especially if you can send your ass to jail. All right. Next thing up here. Today I learned something that um has enlightened me. You, you ever have a moment in life where you learn something? That you didn't know, and it makes everything like in the world much clearer. Like all of a sudden, you're, like you ever had like a moment of clarity? Like, wow, that, that's it—the wow moment. I had one of those today. All right. So, I'm not a—I'm not a millennial. I'm not in my twenties. I'm not younger than that, obviously, obviously. But I've always been hearing this 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 phrase, this this this, this term, left on red, and I didn't know what the fucking man. And I didn't care. But the more I heard it, I did kind of put it in my mental Rolodex, held it in the back, you know. I was like, what the fuck does that mean? So today, well, yesterday, my 18-year-old and I, picking him up, bringing him home, coming back on a ride, another car. Started talking about, um, I don't have a casual conversation. Somehow we end up on the subject of the old movie, uh, How High. For you young folks, that's How High, the original one. Not with Lil Yachty, but uh, with Red Method Man. Back in early 2000s. So, it's kind of funny. We were talking about the same movie, but different movies at the same time. It's kind of weird. They did a remake of it. So, he's, all, he's telling me, yeah, I watched the movie. He was kind of a pretty good movie. I'm like, all right, well, it wasn't the original, but okay, cool. Because he's 18. So, I'm at home. I'm on Netflix. Me and my wife sitting up there chilling, watching shit on TV, kicking it. And I see it come across. I say, oh, shit, the new high high. Let's check this motherfucker. I'll see how this is. So, we start watching it. And I watched the movie, and my man sends a text message to somebody, his girl, or whatever. And Yachty turns to him, and he looks and says, Oh man, she left you on red. I'm like, Oh shit, that's what that means. Folks, I had a moment where I learned something. I had, I, I, I've had this before. I had to Google what racks and stacks was, because I didn't know that shit either. But today I learned. What left on red means. I'm about to tell you if you don't know. Alright. Left on red. You see the text message of someone. They see it. They open it. They read it. But they don't reply. Boom. Because it says the bottom. Red. I know right. I know right. Your mind blown. Your shit's all over the place. Like shit. You thought you was good. And this is about 40 and over people. You thought you was up on game. You thought you was in that shit. You was like, man, I know what the fuck's going on. You were doing this shit every day, and you didn't know that little bit of information. Don't feel bad, and you don't have to tell anybody, because no one knew before, and they don't have to know afterwards. But you know now what left on red means, and now you can talk to your kids, and you can say that shit. Just slide it up in there. Don't be too, don't be too cocky about it. Just kind of say it. Boy, you left me on red when I sent you that message about where the fuck you were. But, Ma, what you talking about, left on red? What you doing about that? Now you can say that shit and be up in that game. I, I, you know, that's, 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 that's the crazy part of this to me. Like, there's a period of time where I knew all the words. I knew all the slang. I knew all the, I knew that shit. I, I was on that. And at some point, I stopped updating my rotary, my database. My systems just got stagnant. And I thought I was still cool. And I thought I, thought I still knew all the, the terminology, but I didn't. 
and I was cocky. I was out here rolling around like I was the man, but really I was an old motherfucker that didn't keep up on shit. So boom, I'm helping myself and I'm helping you. <laughs> but you know, the real question that is, what have you, and this is again, no disrespect to my under 40s, but my crew, born in the 70s, what is it y'all have learned from y'all kids on the side that they didn't think you knew about and you hit them with? Because I know a fresh, uh, what up though? That's my thing from the D. What up though? That's my, that's my, that's my, that's my, my people. That's how we talk. That's our thing. We know what that means anywhere in the state. You run somebody from the D. But it's these new words, these new terms. I don't get that shit. I had to look up catfishing. I didn't know what the fuck that was either. <laughs> so I ain't, I ain't, ain't got no shame in it. I ain't know, dude. So what is it that y'all have been hit with that y'all don't know about? What have y'all learned? How y'all keeping up with it? Because the way they talk is different now. And if we don't keep up with it, we get lost in it. And they you know, they talking shit in front of us. We sitting there like we talking to E-40. You know, E-40 start talking. You ain't on that Bay Area slang. You get lost. So, you know, top of dime. I am Gregory at Outlook.com is the email. I need to get... Uh, my social. Oh, I don't have a social. You just tag me. I'm on IG. Anywhere you see G-R-A-Y-G-R-I-E, that's me. Anywhere you see it, that's me. It messages me there. And let me know, hey, what the hell you been hit with with your kid? What what, what you gotta find out? We can share this information and get up on these youngsters, because they got some good shit going on, but we gotta keep ourselves strong. I know when I was young, my whole fear was not getting to be an old cat. I didn't want to be the old cat that didn't, that lost touch with, you know, current stuff. And you can't help it sometimes. You know, we get older. We got other stuff. Do we paying for them? Buying them clothes, shoes, paying cardinals and insurance, just keeping them out of their ass out of jail and in school. Whichever way it goes. I'm not judging. Shit happens. But we so busy with that stuff that we lose touch with those things that will make that made us feel like we were engaged. We were part of uh, the culture and everything. And it's cool to be in touch with our stuff. That's us. But we also want to kind of keep a foot in their pool so we know what's going on and kind of being, I don't know, saying, being in that space. So that's my thing. That's my two cents thing for today. That's what I learned. You know, how do you guys feel? <laughs> All right. So my main topic for today, today, kind of piggybacks on that a little bit, but in a different way, different way, different way. Um... I was wondering, well, I wasn't really wondering. That's, that's a lie. That's a lie. I wasn't wondering. I'd already wondered about it, and I'd come to a conclusion. I often think about, as a parent, what's the best way to raise your children? Well, step back. What's the best environment? How, the, the structure, structurally, no. What do you make your, your what do you make your children aware of? What do you keep from them? What's age appropriate? What's not? How do you present things that are of a certain age appropriate level? At a that are of an age appropriate level, and um, do you feel like you do it right? And I know I'm rambling right now, but I'm kind of throwing this out here to kind of hit you with what I'm thinking. And I'm not hitting you with the subject, the topic on this one intentionally. And I want, I want to, I want to present it in a certain way. You know, is you know, is it important to protect your children, your kids from adult things, or is it better to let them know things when they're younger so that they're aware of them as they get older? Is the real world 
something that you should teach or they should learn. So, I titled this topic today, um, um, what is the best way to raise your children in preparation for adulthood? This comes into different, the different pieces that come into play with this. Um, do you curse around your children? You know, uh, I, I, I have known people who have, um, from birth, walked around their children in the household with them naked. You know, uh, they, they, they've opened their children up to nudity, um, being proud and comfortable with their body. I know people that, you know, openly smoke in their household, cigarettes and weed, some of them both. Some people drink with their kids. Some folks tell their kids there is no Santa Claus, Easter Bunny isn't real, and I'm dropping this shit off at Christmas. Uh, also, those children who are raised in households where the religion is established at birth and throughout their lives, they are told what they are. How much do you think? How many of these things is uh, are appropriate, and how many are? And how do you determine what's right for your child and what's not? I, I personally believe it comes down to a couple of things. Uh, one, the parent's personal position. I, I put that first. The parent's position, the parent's opinion, the parent's belief, the parent's stance on these things. Uh, I am of the firm belief that if you have kids, it's your right to teach them what you want to teach them. However, it's also your, you're also accountable for the kid that you make based on those rules. Case in point, if you're a parent that curses a lot, talks shit a lot, drinks in your household, talks shit, you have a, you know, doesn't really care whether the kids watch the TV, you can't be mad if you're 15 or 16 year old watching pornography, cursing and shit on their Xbox. You can't really be mad about that. You have a little bit of saying, this is the environment I created. If it is, it's kind of on me. Now, also, if your child, if you teach a child that one race is better than the other, and your child turns out to be a neo-Nazi or extremist on either side, and they hate the other race, and they go to this and do that, that's on you too. So it's something to think about. I don't think that I don't feel there's a right answer one way or the other. Uh, I guess it really comes down to what you're comfortable with. Like you know, um, I've had I've had discussions with my kids about what movie they want to watch. Kind of boiling down something that's I guess relatable here. I'm not gonna. I, I guess you know Santa Claus doesn't apply to all religions. Easter Bunny and all that shit doesn't apply to all people because some people don't even like Easter. Um, but if you look at television, I think television is a good gauge for where we are as a parent. Um, in my conversation, at least with people, when I talk to a lot of folks, most times they determine what their child is going to be exposed to based on the type of shows they let them watch. And um, I may not mention this before, but because I'm a big movie buff. I'm a huge movie guy. Huge, huge movie guy. And I also am a huge comedy guy. Like I love comedians, stand-up comedians of all all race, background, genders, of I don't care. I'll give you I, my rules, I'll give you 15 minutes. So um I like I said, I usually I usually judge people on the kind of content that their children watch. 
And when I say children, I'm not putting an age group on this right now, but I will kind of break it down age a little bit, maybe a little bit, maybe a little, depending on how the flow goes. But there are people who come to me because they know I like watching the movies. And they'll ask me about a certain movie I see. Um, they'll say, like, you know, hey, Greg, um, you see the movie, the new movie, the new um, Avengers movie? I said, yeah, I saw this shit. I saw this shit, yeah. What do you think? Yeah, what do you think about the movie? Yeah. All right, all right. Well, you think it's okay for a six year old to see, or a 10 year old, or a 12 year old? And I'm like, oh, okay. So, you know, and I'm assessing the person I know. Because most times these are people that are friends of mine. And they'll tell me what they I know a little bit about them. And I'll give my opinion based on what I think I know about them. But ultimately, it comes out to that parent. Now, some parents won't let their child watch a G rated movie if it has certain content that they deem inappropriate. And that's how that that's how they raise their kid, and that's totally understandable. And widely, that's acceptable. I think. I think that's widely acceptable. I think if someone says, well, "I don't let my child watch PG thirteen movies because I think the violence just is too much for him at his age, and he's just not the child that's equipped to watch that stuff," and, or whether he's not the type of child that's equipped to watch that stuff, I just don't want him watching because I feel like that's not something I want my child to be exposed to. However, there are other people who say. All right, well, Deadpool came out. Kick-ass movie. My son's 13. Yeah, fuck it. I'm okay with him watching Deadpool because I read my child. I talk to him. I communicate with him. And I let him know these things. Da, 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 da. And I feel I have a good handle on my child's development. And this will not impact him. I'm also like, cool with that person. I understand that. Um, but again, like I say, movies kind of dictate what I... kind of drive what people... Let's not say movies. Entertainment, like I said, drives what people will let their children watch and how they deem content appropriate and inappropriate. However, it, it gets into a gray area. And I mentioned comedy. I mentioned comedy. It, it gets into a gray area when you mention comedy. And I say that because comedy sometimes can be very clean, very generic, and still be inappropriate. Like, I watched a comedian today. Laugh my tits off. He was a hilarious guy. I don't usually do this, but I'm going I'm 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 to tag it. I'm going I'm to I'm say the comedian was because it, 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 um, I lost the word. There's a benefit in saying. Uh, otherwise, it means nothing because you get to assume. But today, I randomly watched a comedian. I never, I've heard the name I hadn't seen before. The comedian's name was uh, Tom Papa. And I'm watching this comedian. I'm like, holy shit. This is a clean comic. He's a clean comic. He's funny as hell. But, oh, he's a clean comic. I can see how some parents wouldn't feel comfortable with their children watching his show. Because he's a clean comic, but he's talking about subjects that maybe you don't want your children to be exposed to. And I think that's where it comes down, where it comes down, comes down to what you feel comfortable with your child being exposed. You know? So, the real world, the protected world, uh, you, know, uh, you know, the aspects, the real aspects of what they're going to be engaged in, involved in, and see and encounter in their lives, all are at the parent, are the parents' control. Um, so, so it's quite a task. And you no, know, my original question, uh, the topic of this, is it okay? You know, is it okay 
that's that's what I jotted down in my notes. You know, is it okay to explore for your kids to explore different areas of content? I think it comes down to the. I feel it comes down to the parent. I think it feels like comes out to the household. You know, you can work your ass off to try to prevent your child from seeing something horrible, but they're going to see it. They're going to come across the shit that you want them to avoid. Sometimes we, I mean, as parents, try to protect our children from the thing we wish, wish we were protected from as a child. You know, um, it happened to me. It's not going to happen to you. So we try to recover or repair the brokenness that is in ourselves sometimes. Look, uh, I have no problem knowing my children heard me, grew up hearing me curse from time to time. In my household. Uh, I have no problem with that. I accept the responsibility of it. Now I know every now and then. Going, the result of that is that my children are going to drop a F-bomb. Or A-bomb. Or D-bomb. Or whatever. But if I'm honest. You know I assess that risk versus reward. What's the worst thing that can happen? My children are going to curse Anyway, they're going to go out there and they're going to say things that are going to be wrong. They're going to do things that are unacceptable. But, uh, that's part of life, you know? Uh, in my household, I've done things where personally, personally, with my children, I've chosen chosen with regards to religion. To not push one religion on my children. I was raised. In a Baptist church my whole life. I fucking had enough of it. It's kind of like college. I did my time. And I never got a fucking diploma. But I got all the education I'd ever get out of it. And I said you know what. I'm not doing that. And it's worked out. It's worked out beautifully. I'm going to tell you a story. I haven't told a story in a while. I'm going to tell a story. Um, and I, 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 you know, I don't like telling religious stories. I don't even like discussing religious stuff. I just don't because I just feel like there's no win in it, at least for me personally. But I guess after so many episodes, the give a fuck lessness that's in me is kind of dissipating. <laughs> but um, and I, I've told this story to friends privately. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna share this story. I never forget this story. As long as I live, I think it will be one of the last things that float through my brain as I'm dying at whatever age it is I die at. But I have a spe- but religion has a special place in my heart, especially when it comes to kids. And unbeknownst to a religious person, they reinforced my beliefs to a point where they were hardened like granite. And I'm going to preface this with my my stance or my opinion, my position on this. On religion. Oh, I think something just got tight. Then it went right up into my stomach. 
Let me relax a little bit. <laughs> I, I okay. My position on religion is that I personally feel that if a person is of a from any religious background, solely, wholeheartedly, strongly rooted in their religion and their belief, that they are a hundred percent right. Because I think that a person's choice and their person belief, a person's belief is just that. And it should not be, uh, there should be no attempt to uproot it, change it, or divert them from who they are. Because that's who they are and what made them. And that applies to me. So, I spent years in church, as I just mentioned. Grew up in a Baptist church. My mother, my grandfather, my grandmother. Every Sunday, went to church, dressed up, my shitty little blue suit. Every day, got candy that my grandmother's purse. My mother gave me nurse, uh, gave me candy. She was a nurse at church. I was there. I'd been there. Spent time as an adult in the churches of my grandmother. Every Sunday, took my grandmother to church. 15 years ago, 10, 15 years ago. Every day. And I enjoyed my time in church because I knew that at any given time, I could stop going with no negative impact on my life until I had a discussion or a conversation with someone that I did not know leaving the house of a very, very, very good friend of my family's. Now, this day I was um, approached by someone who was of, I don't want to say they were a pastor or a reverend at a church, but they were of the establishment. They weren't a regular patron. And I was leaving after picking up my two children, my youngest children, who were, were very young at that point, maybe four and two or younger. So the conversation at this house with these wonderful folks was not had with my wonderful friends, who, by the way, I would do anything for. Anything. And if ever they hear this, I want them to know that, which is why I'm saying that. Anything. These are folks, these are people that did things for my family that they didn't have to do because they were new friends when they did it. And I had older friends that didn't do shit. I, let me pray that. I'm not going to say I had because they were my wife's friends. So, they did things that they didn't have to do. That I have friends that she had, that friends of hers that have been around for decades would never, ever, ever have done. So I'm leaving their house, you know, and a friend of theirs from their church asked me a question, a couple questions. Blah, blah, blah. Now, by this time, by this time in life, I had already said, you know what? I graduated church. I've heard every story I did here. I've got every lesson. I get it. I understand it. And I formatted, formatted my opinion on it. I hadn't been to church in years, a few years from this point. And this person that asked me, say, hey, hey, yeah, hey, yeah, you know, you can bring your family to church. So I, as I'm leaving, packing up my two small children, they were little, car seat age. So you know, if you have children, how hard you can pack up two children's car seats. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, maybe I'll do it, whatever, whatever. It's a big deal to get my kids, my family to church. I have a large family. So they go on and still continuing to kind of, you know, push the issue. We have a van, we can pick you up, yada, yada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still throwing back, throwing back blockers. I just say, look, motherfucker, 
I don't know you. I'm not coming to your church. More importantly, I'm not coming to your church because just because church changed your life. It's like coming. All right, all right. And I'm saying my goodbye, but it's still going. It's still going. It's still going. Now, if you ever want someone to not do what you want to do, to do, the best way to accomplish that goal is to keep telling them that they should do it. Okay, I've learned that with family, friends, and girlfriends. <laughs> So this shit spills out into the street, right? And I'm like, parked across the street from their plot, their house. And I'm like, in my kid's car, this is the only person on the porch. And they said something to me that I would never forget for the rest of my fucking life. They said, well, you want your children to go to heaven when they die, don't you? To which I responded with silence. Because what I heard in my head is them saying, if you don't go to church, your children won't be good people. They won't go to heaven. Now, as you heard me mention earlier, I put my all my children's religion in their hands. I didn't press upon them the significance of any particular religion. And I can tell you, one, two, three, four of my children have found their path to a religion without me telling them what to do. So, I'm not patting myself on the back. I'm just thinking, I didn't Good fucking job. <laughs> but here is this fucker on the porch telling me what will happen to my children if I don't do something to tell them what they need to do with regards to the religion that they believe in. The irony in this is that this is a man who found his way through his actions. Not through his parents, but through his actions. So through his own path, he found his way to religion. And now he's telling me to listen to him and do what he says because he knows what's best for me. Grown man. I don't give a fuck what another man says to me about raising my family. More importantly, the religion I want to bring in my household. That small interaction with a person that I do not know couldn't pick him out of a lineup if I had a hundred million dollars on the line. Solidify my stance on religion. Period, point blank. So as I draw upon this topic today of exposing your kids to certain topics, how to raise your children, what should you or should you not expose them to, how you should raise them and what you should teach them. I'm reminded of that discussion and the impact it had on me negatively as an adult. So as an adult, as a parent, I often think back to that moment when I tell my children what they should or shouldn't do or what they should follow or what they should think about doing because it's good for them. There's no handbook on raising a family. The motherfucker that writes that shit that is actually beneficial and useful will be the first trillionaire in history. You know what I'm saying? I'm waiting for that shit. But until that happens, my thought is that you ought to be careful about it. 
their babies, their children, and they're all beautiful and they're all special. But at some point, your children that are so beautiful and so special, including mine, turn into Doug and Sarah. A 38-year-old accountant and a 27-year-old teacher. They become adults with opinions. And they're going to be influencing the next generation. So maybe, just maybe, we should think twice before we start telling them what we think is right for them. Because it's a possibility that we are wrong as fuck. Or maybe I'm wrong as shit right now. And all this is just a waste of time. I don't know, folks. You tell me what you think. <laughs> it's interesting, right? I know. It's interesting. You know. We get to be adults and all of a sudden the perception is that, or the belief is that we're geniuses. We know everything. We don't. We only know what our parents taught us and what we, what we learned from that. You know, what we learned in school and then what we learned educationally and then, but it's all based off of our foundations. What if we're wrong? What if our bad experiences in life lead our children down the wrong road because of what happened to us? What if we teach our daughter that all men are evil because when we were young, a guy did something wrong to us? Or what if we, as men, teach our sons that they need to be hardcore because our dad was a soldier and beat the shit out of us when we were young. What kind of impact does that have on them? I have, I have a saying as a parent that um, I always say to myself, I already repeat this to myself. Uh, you know, not really a saying, but it's kind of a little bit of a paragraph. <laughs> it's not a saying. There's nothing you can write down and put on your wallboard. And it's that our children have no fucking clue of our childhood, our traumas, our blissful moments, none of that. They just know they, they just know them. So we have to separate our, our memories from their development, from their lives. Because our negatives passed on to them can be detrimental. So what I ask is, is it okay to expose your child to, I don't know, uh, <laughs> real aspects of, of, of sex, you know, uh, R-rated movies, you know, same-sex relationships. Think twice before you answer that and make sure you don't answer it off of your beliefs, but more so what's beneficial to them, you know? Think about the world they're growing up in. My kids, your kids, our kids grew up in a world with same-sex marriage, same-sex couples, gender fluidity. All these things are reality. They weren't realities to us as adults. Or maybe some of you, they are if you're in your 20s, you're young enough. But in my life, it wasn't a question. My father didn't have to talk to me about gender identity because it wasn't a thing. But our children grew up with that. So don't be so quick to teach them, uh, dare I say it, antiquated beliefs for a future that they won't be prepared for. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. 
I don't know. I mean, hey, look. <laughs> I know things change. I know when I was a kid to get laid it was hard as fuck. To get a girl to come to your house and, and you know hook up, that was hard as hell. It was a little bit of a challenge. Just because dynamically it was a little hard. But now, I have a fucking condom box in my house. It's clearly labeled condoms. I have sons and one daughter. I have a condom jar. And I know if that motherfucker goes down, I put more condoms in it, and it goes down again. I have a no questions asked. You don't have to ask for condoms in my house. My dad didn't have that when I was a kid. He had a, can a cabinet with a box of red, no, orange Trojans. And he called them condoms. I don't know why he called them condoms. I don't know what a condom is. Like he's, like, it's like he was abbreviating condominiums. But he called them condoms. And I was like, like shit, there are four condoms on there. And the first thing I asked was like, did you buy those from me or you? <laughs> what the fuck? But I was, it was a different time. It was the 90s. It was 20, 30 years ago. Jesus Christ. So the perception was different. He didn't give me a jar with 48. He didn't have an Amazon where he can go buy 200 condoms and have a bag of them. He could count the ones that would leave. He would have six condoms on Monday. On Thursday, he'd go back and have four. And he would say, I think you took a couple condoms. Then I'm like, so I'm like, shit, he's going to go if I took a condom. Now, my kids, because I know the times, you know, and I'm, but I, I consider myself progressive. I'm okay with shit. I have enough condoms where if you take four or five, I'm not going to know that shit. I'm not going to count. I'm not going to ask you. Because, you know, that's just how I think things will be beneficial. That's what I think will be beneficial. You know. And look, I know some people think, well, you're promoting these things. By, by introducing these adult um, behaviors and adult elements, you're endorsing these behaviors. Yeah, fair game, fair game. You could be right. I could be endorsing them. I could be. And I thought about that. But what happens if I don't mention anything about this and my 17-year-old son goes out there and a very hot and sexy 17-year-old girl just jumps on his lap? How is he going to be prepared for that? If his dad didn't tell him, hey, son, this shit could happen. And, you know, you may not know what to do. What about my daughter going out here one day and some guy saying that she's 16, you know, some guy saying something to her all sexy and whatever, and might try to trick her or kind of get her into doing something. She got to know that she's coming. We, she got to know that she's coming. So from my perspective, I'm like, I'm going to tell you the game so you can see it when it's coming. That way you don't get into the shit and realize, oh, damn, what the fuck just happened to me? No. No, I want you to be able to say, no, my pop and mom, they told me this shit, man. And they told me how y'all, oh, fuck that, I'm going, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing this. Or maybe she will, but at least she knows. Get into it, what she's getting into. Obama told us the transparency. He wanted to have transparency in his, uh, during his presidency. I took that literally and introduced that into my household. <laughs> now, in, in 10 years, I may really regret this shit. <laughs> I might, I might regret it, but then I might not. I don't know. I don't know. What do you guys think? Am I crazy? Am I wrong? Am I off the? Am I off my rocker? Or am I making sense? Holy shit! If I'm making sense, that means that something I'm doing is right. 
And that's all we want to do as parents. We want to do what's right, what's best, what's right for our, for our families. There's a list of things, you know. There's a list of things we can bring up. There's a list of things you can talk about with kids. It's hard as hell raising kids. But, end of the day, we just hope, at least I hope, I'm thinking you guys can agree, we didn't want to raise children that aren't assholes and are, are well equipped to deal with life. And only come back home to borrow money when shit gets thick. And can survive when they're on two feet. You know? <sighs> so I don't I don't I don't think a fully sheltered environment is good because you have a wonderful child that's in a sheltered environment until they get out there and they realize, holy shit, there's a lot of stuff I have for me to fuck myself up with. You know? What do you do if your kids are smoking weed? How do you deal with that shit? Me play the game? No. Coke uh, Coke. How the fuck did I say Coke? <laughs> I said Coke. Coke is bad. Coke is fucked up. Coke is fucked up. But we, okay. What do you do? Let me back up. Let me back up. No, I'm not endorsing Coke. However, if I had a week off, it's a little louder. No, okay. <laughs> Alright. Back to we. Fuck, I'm all off the rail. I'm all off the rail right now. But what do you do? Your kid is smoking weed. What do you say? How do you deal with that? How do you prepare yourself for that? How do you prepare yourself? What do you do when it happens? You know, you think you have a great kid. What do you do? What the fuck do you do? How do you deal with that? What does it make you do? What does it expose in you? Because it's going to tell you something about yourself. I, I can say in my personal experiences with children doing shit that I didn't think they would do, I start, um, I harken back to my parents. Like, well, what would my dad do? And I don't know. I don't know. I have to fill the gaps. It's all interesting. So, but I'm curious, as always, to see what you folks think. Drop me a line. Drop me an email. Text me. Find me. I'm Gregory at Outlook.com. Or Gregory at any platform. Twitter. IG. Facebook. If you dare. Just drop me a line. Let me know what your thoughts are. I'm curious to hear from you guys. I am excited. I am waiting with bated breath. That's not true. Is that even a fucking... That's the right saying. doesn't matter. Tell me what you guys think. So, all right. I've ranted enough. I've eaten up enough of your time. And it's a Saturday night. I don't want you guys to wait around the house, listen for the end of this to come up. I want you to go ahead and get dressed. Go out. Have a good time. Party. Get your face off. Not too much. Um, have a drink or a shot for me. And once you've done that and you get back home via Uber or best friend, Check back in on me, and we'll do this all over again. All right. Be good to yourselves. Take care of yourselves. I am Gregory. Bye.